Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. Welcome, everybody, to Agent Investor. Agent Investor is the only brand that helps real estate agents get off the real estate roller coaster and achieve financial freedom through investing in real estate. As you guys know, I'm a real estate agent myself. I'm a broker owner with over 400 agents in my brokerage. We actually just hit that milestone just a couple of weeks ago. And you guys know I love sales. I love being a salesperson. I love being a broker owner. But our mission here is to help real estate agents not only sell more real estate, but earn passive income, earn income so that they can work when they want and not work when they don't want to. As a broker owner with over 400 agents, every single new agent that comes through the door, when we ask them, why did they get into real estate, period? Why did they get into real estate sales? They always answer because they want freedom. Yet, most successful real estate agents don't have freedom of time. Most successful real estate agents are still working nights and weekends. And listen, guys, I'm all about the hustle. I'm all about working very, very hard. But you've got to be working hard towards a goal. And most real estate agents who just sell real estate never get off that real estate roller coaster. They have good months and they have bad months, but they can never take time off when they want to. And so by listening to the show, you're not only going to learn how to become a better real estate agent, but you're going to learn how to build a business and build an investing business that supports your real estate sales business so that you can achieve financial freedom so that you can work when you want so that you can build and own assets so that you can do deals without having a bunch of money to start, which is a lot of people's problems. So at Agent Investor, we have many ways to support you guys. We, of course, have the Agent Investor podcast that you can listen to at www.agentinvestorpodcast.com. Podcasting is by far the best way to get educated in 2023, going into 2024. Why? Because there is no reason that every single person who's listening to this right now can't listen to an hour of podcasting a day. I know that might sound a little bit extreme, but there's an hour during all of our days, whether we're doing showings, whether we're at the gym, whether we're going for a walk, whether we're doing laundry, whether we're cleaning our house, that you can click the button. You can click that iTunes, that podcast button, and listen to an episode of the Agent Investor Podcast. We also hold free live events that you can register for at www.agentinvestorevent.com. And in fact, the event that we have coming up, which is going to be in the beginning of January, towards the beginning of January, is going to focus on our real estate investing and real estate sales economic forecast and teach everybody how to set the right goals and build a business plan in order to achieve financial freedom. When you leave that next upcoming event, you're going to know and you're going to have a step-by-step plan of exactly what you need to do every single day. And you're going to have metrics to measure yourself against every single week to see if you're on track for your goals in 2024. All of our events are free, uh, but they are limited to the first 50 people who sign up. We typically hold, hold them at hotels that can typically fit about 50 people in a room. 
if you're the least bit interested in getting around us more, spending more time with us and learning from us in person, go to www.agentinvestorevent.com. Okay. I did make this announcement on the last show, but I do want to mention that we are now in two cities each and every month for our live events. So in January, for example, January 2024, we're going to be in Burlington, Massachusetts, and we're going to be in Providence, Rhode Island. We are trying to kind of crisscross New England in 2024 to make sure that we hit all of kind of the most prominent metros in New England. So again, www.agentinvestorevent.com. And one more thing on events, uh, they say that you're the average of the five people that you spend the most amount of time with. That is absolutely true. That doesn't mean, by the way, that you have to give up your friends or your family. But what it does mean is that you want to proactively get around other people that are doing what you want to do. If myself, my teammates, and other people that are part of the agent investor program are people that you look at and you say, hey, I would love to do some of the things that they're doing, find time to come to these events. It's much more impactful than listening to a podcast. It's much more impactful than listening to something online. And then we have our Facebook group, which you can go to at www.agentinvestor.com. By going to our Facebook group, which again is free, you're going to get a ton of valuable information. I've got past trainings in there. I've got, um, you have the ability to ask questions in the group. And again, completely free. So if you're on Facebook, do me a favor, go to www.agentinvestor.com and register for the group. So the topic for today, where are real estate prices headed in 2024? And I love this topic because it creates a lot of, you know, a, a lot of divergence of opinion. And sometimes people get really fired up about this topic. The most common thing that I say when I start to make predictions, because I did this in 2023, I did 2023 price predictions last year, which you can literally go to my personal Facebook page, uh, Tommy Caffarella, and you can search sometime around this time last year in 2022, and you can see what I put there. But the reason I'm mentioning it is every single time I talk about price predictions or any sort of predictions into the future, the most common response that I get that I absolutely hate is you can't predict the future, okay? And while at face value, there is some truth to that, right? We, we cannot 100% accurately forecast the future. There's a lot of variables there. What we can do is we can look at the conditions of the current market and we can assess probabilities as to what are the different types of scenarios that could happen in the next year and what are the probabilities associated with that? And I'm going to give you kind of an extreme example. Like if I told you that in 2024, prices of homes across the United States are going to double, you would say there's no way that that would be possible. And I would say the same thing. I would say there is far less than a 1% chance, even way smaller than 1%, that prices will double in 2024. Well, guess what? That's, that's a prediction. That is a prediction. So what we're going to talk about today is I'm going to talk about what the different scenarios are for 2024, make some bold predictions, and then I'm going to talk about the probabilities associated with those predictions, okay? And again, to be very clear, yes, I don't know exactly what is going to happen in 2024, but I'm going to take a second, take a quick second. I'm going to pat myself on the back right now 
Because if you scroll through Tommy Caffarella Facebook group right now and go back to the middle and the end of 2022, when people thought prices were going to fall, I put out a lot of predictions out there as to what I thought was going to happen in 2023. And just to be clear, my bold prediction for 2023 was that prices were going to be basically flat, like up or down a few percentage points, nothing to write home about. There was absolutely going to be no crash in 2023. Yet at the same time, things were going to be pretty unaffordable and rates were going to continue to be fairly high. So we weren't going to get a price pop either. And that's exactly what happened in 2023. Well, how how did I know that? And, and let me be clear again. I did not know with a 100% certainty what would happen. I knew that the most probable scenario was that prices were going to be somewhere around flat in 2023. That's what ended up happening. But I did put in my predictions, there was a small probability that prices could increase more than 5%. And I put in my probability that there were a small percentage chance that prices could decrease more than 3 or 4%. I put out there that those were not likely scenarios, and it ended up being true, right? Those were not likely scenarios, but they're possible. So when we talk about prices in 2024, where they're going to go, we're going to talk about scenarios. But more importantly than even scenarios is I want to give you guys some building blocks to really not need me anymore. Like I can make a prediction. I, I hope I'm right most of the time. I think I will be right most of the time. But more importantly than giving you what I think will happen, I want to give you today some of the tools that will allow you to think through what are the variables that will happen that could impact prices. Now, when we talk about the variables, the reason why making accurate predictions is so tough is because it is not a one thing cause and effect um, model. So when we talk about where prices go in 2024, a lot of times when people people will be talking today about like where mortgage rates are going to go and mortgage rates have a huge driver of where prices are going to go in 2024. But what if I told you that mortgage rates were going to go down to 3%, but unemployment was going to go up to 50%. One out of every two people that are in the labor force now, were going to lose their jobs. You would say, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. It's not all about mortgages, is it? It's also about employment. It's also about demographics. So there's there's more than one variable that like pushes and pulls on us to, to have the outcome that we're looking for. Okay. So I want to first kind of address like what are those forces and what are what are the most likely things that are going to happen? Because all of these forces, and I just hit on mortgage rates, which is you know at the top of mind for most people because Mortgage rates have had a big impact on our real estate market in the last probably 18 months now. Each one of these variables impacts prices either positively or negatively. And I think what I'm about to say is not anything that's bold, but if mortgage rates went up to 10% next year, there would be a lot of downward pressure on prices in 2024. I mean, again, I, this doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that. Conversely, if mortgage rates went to 2.5% next year, we would probably have a lot of upward pressure on pricing. Okay. So I'm going to go through all these variables. I do want to start out with mortgage rates because I think that that has been, not think, I know 
that that's been the biggest driver in the past 18 months, which is kind of interesting because between, you know, 2000 and probably three and 2020, mortgage rates in general were so low for so long that really when I thought when I thought about whether prices were going to increase or de decrease or whether there was going to be a lot of sales or not a lot of sales in future years, didn't think too much about the forces, the mortgage um, rate forces, because they weren't as big of a deal. But they're a big deal in 2023 going into 2024. So without further ado, let me talk about what I think is going to happen there. So mortgage rates towards the end of this year, I'm going to call this maybe like October-ish. I'm going to screw up the month, but stick with me here. Mortgage rates went up to about 8% because the 10-year the treasury went up to a little bit over 5%. So we had mortgage rates that we had not seen in over 20 years at 8%. Where we're at in the market, why mortgage rates are so important right now and why they're such a driver of prices right now is because home prices have never been higher, right? I mean, I'm sure that there are pockets of the country where maybe prices were, were higher at some other point, maybe like in Austin, Texas, or a place where um, prices maybe have declined a little bit. But for the most part, across the United States, in most metros, prices have never been higher. Then you add on to the fact that mortgage rates were at 8%, it really made things unaffordable, right? So the only way, you know, for somebody, for prices to move up when prices were high, mortgage rates were high, would have been a big increase in salaries for people, a big increase in wages. And that really hasn't happened. So in terms of mortgage rates, they went all the way up to 8%, but they, they quickly retreated. In, in a two-month period, um, as we're standing here, I'm standing here today, December 19, 2023, average mortgage rates are in the high sixes, right? I know some people are getting quoted a little bit lower. I know some people are getting quoted a little bit higher but they're more than one percentage point lower than, than what they were just a couple, couple of months ago. Now, why is this? So we have to first kind of go back and say, well, how the heck did mortgage rates go from 3% to 8% in less than a two-year window? I mean, mortgage rates, I don't believe, and I'm going back like probably 30, 40, 50 years, I don't believe that rates have actually tripled, almost tripled like that ever in such a small window of time. So why did that happen? How did that happen? Because that's part of where mortgage rates are going. Well, a couple of years back, and actually for, for a long period of time, we've had fairly low inflation in the United States. And again, you know, for, for just general purposes, somewhere between, you know, 2001 and 2021, that 20-year 20 20 year span, we had really low inflation, at least as measured by the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. So inflation has been relatively low. You know, the cost, the cost of, of goods and services, maybe they've been going up between zero and 3% per year, somewhere in that window where, where nobody really thought too much about it. I mean, raising <laughs> prices raising is never good, but when, you know, this bottle of water goes from a dollar to a dollar and three cents the next year. We don't think too much about it. It doesn't really impact our lives. Wages are going up to kind of keep up with inflation. Not really a big deal. But in 2020, you know, this, you know, coronavirus thing happened, this COVID thing happened, and 
as, as part of the reaction to that, there was a lot of money printed. So um, at some point in 2022, we got up to measuring somewhere near 10% for inflation, which is literally, you know, five times more than what the Federal Reserve wants to see. It's five times more than what we had normally seen. We didn't, nobody really knew if it was going to continue to go up. Nobody knew how quickly it could come down. But in response to inflation going up and going up quickly to try to get it under control, the Federal Reserve increased the federal funds rate. And they increased it at the fastest pace that we've seen in a very long time. You know, they went from 0% all the way up to, I think we're at five and a quarter right now. That's a huge raise, right? So, so the whole reason that mortgage rates went up is because of inflation. So what's changed? You know, as, as kind of 2023 has gone on, once a month, they release the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, that basically says how much have prices gone up year over year. And for the most part, month over month over month over month, we've dropped. And I believe at this point, and again, Forgive me, I'm never going to give you 100% accurate numbers, but they're going to be accurate enough to make my point. I believe we're somewhere around 3% right now, where the Federal Reserve wants a target of around 2%. And every single time that the Federal Reserve meets once a month, they release minutes. And they also talk about what their strategies are. And to make a long story short, they have already said that it is likely, not a guarantee, but likely that instead of raising interest rates next year, they're going to lower them, which will automatically lower mortgage rates, which means that in 2024, it is very likely that mortgage rates are going to decrease. How quickly they decrease will be dependent on a few different things. One of which is where are these inflation readings at month over month? You know, because in, in a worst case scenario for real estate prices and really real estate sales, in a worst case scenario, inflation would start to kick back up. You know, that 3% that I talked about that was just measured and reporting in early December 2023, the worst case scenario would be that inflation starts to go up to 4 or 5%, in which case the Federal Reserve is unlikely to drop rates. In fact, they might have to continue increasing them. Okay. Not a likely scenario, but could happen. In another scenario, they could drop them faster than what they've said. Why would the Federal Reserve drop rates faster? Well, in general, they drop rates when the economy starts to break. So if anybody you know was in the labor force during COVID, you know, in 2020, or if you were in the labor market, you know, in 2008, when you know basically the whole economy, the Great Recession started. The Federal Reserve slashed interest rates down to zero both times, which put mortgage rates in general in the threes. So let's talk about this for a second. Like, where do I think the mortgage rates are going to go in 2024? I would say there's less than, there's probably a 10% chance that mortgage rates will jump back up over, say, where they've been in 2023. It's pretty unlikely, you know, maybe a 10% chance that mortgage rates will end up above 7.25 or 7.5, which is kind of where they were for most of this year. They danced around a little bit higher, a little bit lower. And there's probably not a huge chance 
that there's going to be this cataclysmic economic shift that causes them to cut rates to zero, right? Because there would, there would have to be something major that would happen in 2024 for interest rates to get cut to zero, okay? Something like the Great Recession, something like COVID, something that isn't in the works right now. Now, I'm going to put that probability a little bit higher, right? Because we have not really had a recession. We've had a, a real estate agent recession lately, but we haven't had a whole entire market recession. We haven't had high un unemployment in a long time. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that at a 30% chance. Why? Because we're definitely due for a recession. When I say due, there is always recessions. We haven't had one in a long time. Just, you know, um, market trend history alone, we're due at some point in the near future for a recession. How bad that recession is, will dictate where the, the Fed drops rates to. But that the rest, so 10% chance that rates go up, 30% chance that they kind of crash down, and a 60% chance that they're just a little bit lower than this year. And when I say just a little bit lower, what the Federal Reserve has kind of said that they're most likely going to do is they're going to drop rates a few times in 2024, and they'll probably do it more like once a quarter, once every four months type of thing. If that happens and if they slash rates by a quarter point um, each of those times, we should be somewhere between 5.75 and 6.75 for a mortgage rate in 2024. Well, what does that mean for prices? And I'm sorry, I've focused a lot on mortgage rates. I know it's definitely, it's important enough to focus on, but um, what that generally means is that mortgage rates will be lower in 2024 than they were in 2023. When mortgage rates decline, that puts upward pressure on pricing. If mortgage rates went to 3% tomorrow, we would have an insane amount of buyer demand for properties. Insane. Okay. So I think we all know that, but you know, a little bit of a decrease is going to put more pressure on these properties. Okay. For, for pricing. So I believe that the economic conditions that I talked about are likely going to favor that mortgage rates are going to come down just a little bit and put some upward pressure on pricing. Okay. Um, all right. So, so let's talk about, let's talk about the, the economy, the job market, because the job market is also huge. The job market is much harder to predict, even though interest rates aren't that easy to predict. The job market's a lot harder. Reason being is that layoffs happen almost all at the same time. Layoffs are kind of like the stock market where you can lose a lot of jobs really quickly. You can lose a lot of stock market value really, really, really quickly because all that it takes for layoffs to happen are a company to say, hey, you know, we need to lean out this year. We need to cut costs. We need to be a little bit more efficient this year. So let's lay off 10% of our workforce. Let's lay off 20% of our workforce. And what we know related to jobs is that in general, we've had super low employment. We have had really the tightest labor market that I've ever been a part of. I mean, I run a company. I hire people. It is extremely difficult to get great, talented people today for many reasons. And the first reason is most of the great, talented people and most people that are even in the workforce 
that want to be in the workforce have a job. So think about that for a second. Like almost everybody that has tangible skills that wants to work can go out tomorrow and find a job. And unemployment is super low. I mean, again, I'm going to screw up the exact number, but it's like in the 3% range. It is hard. It is very hard to think about scenarios and probabilities that would make the labor market better. You know, like I can't think of too many reasons or conditions that would say, wow, the labor market is going to get better. So what does that mean by definition? That means by definition, it is likely, it is more likely than not that unemployment will go up in 2024. This prediction, I'm not super 100% confident about. There's a lot of variables to this, but I would say more likely than not, unemployment will raise in 2024. And so there's really only two scenarios for where the labor market could go because of just how it happens. So it's either going to be something where the labor market softens a little bit, and really there's no major kind of dramatic impact on the labor market. Maybe unemployment goes from three to three and a half or three to four or three to five or whatever, still considered to be a very healthy market or something in the economy breaks and unemployment goes very high, very quickly. Again, think about just a couple, a few years ago when COVID first started, unemployment went through the roof instantaneously. And that's not exactly a great example because that was a really, really kind of crazy scenario. But go back to 2007, 2008, 2009, unemployment went up really quickly then as well. Again, when companies know that they need to cut costs, the time to do it is immediately. Um, so that happens really quickly. And why some of this stuff is hard to predict is if the labor market gets a little bit weaker, the Federal Reserve is not likely to cut rates much further than they already planned. However, if something in the system breaks, which can happen. Something breaks and unemployment goes to 10%. Unemployment goes to 11%. Unemployment goes to 12%. That's when you'll see the Federal Reserve potentially cut all the way down to zero, which again would make mortgage rates in the three or 4%. Do I think that that's likely in 2024? No, I don't. I don't think it's likely, but it's possible. Again, going back to the probabilities there's probably a 30% chance that something like that happens, that the labor market breaks, that there's something big that happens, that there's a lot of layoffs, okay? But again, what am I here to talk about today? I'm here to talk about how you can interpret these things as the market continues on without me. So if you notice, for example, inflation going up, that should make you nervous that mortgage rates are going to tick up which should make you nervous that there's going to be downward pressure on pricing. If you see a small amount of layoffs happening, if you see the unemployment rate go to 4% or 5%, you should think in your head, okay, not a big deal. This is just making the labor market a little bit more healthy, probably not a big impact on prices. Yet, if you see unemployment go to 9 or 10 or 11 or 12%, what you're likely to see almost immediately following that are interest rates to get slashed, okay? So just keep all this stuff in mind. All right, now let's talk about supply of real estate in 2024. This one is one of the easier ones to predict. Um, and it's one of the easier ones to predict because of how long and how big of a lag there is on inventory. So, so what we know 
as of the end of 2023, is that we basically never had this low of inventory. Um, and there are many reasons for that. But one of the major reasons in the past 18 months for a lack of inventory is that it is very difficult for people to trade houses right now. Most people have a locked-in mortgage rate of under 5%, which means if they're trading up or they're trading down, they will have to give up that mortgage rate and get in to a high six, low seven rate. That is creating, and I know everybody who's listening to this knows this, because you're all agents and you've definitely dealt with this. You know that in general, there's a lot of people that want to sell their houses that can't economically right now because of where rates are. What we know is that unaffordability is a real thing for buyers. Buyers are having a really tough time affording houses. However, in the supply and demand imbalance, there is less supply than the low amount of demand that we have. I'm going to say that again. There isn't a lot of buyer, there's a lot less buyer demand than there was a couple of years ago. There's a lot of buyers on the sidelines. There's a lot of buyers who can't buy houses right now. They can't find something that they would enjoy living in because of how high rates are and how high prices are. So the demand is, is low. Mortgage applications for purchases are very low right now. Yet at the same time, there's even less houses. So what we're seeing in the market right now is that houses that get listed, priced right, sell in most markets across the United States. I'm speaking specifically in my market in New England, okay? But, you know, that's true in most markets across the United States. I have to put the caveat in there because there's somebody listening who's in Austin, Texas, or in a market where they're not experiencing this. I am talking in relative terms for most markets across the United States. Most markets across the United States, supply is so low that even with weak demand, we are still selling things almost immediately. We're not typically selling things for way over asking price like we used to, but we're typically selling things for about what they're worth. If it's a great house, yeah, we'll go for over asking. If it's kind of like a house that maybe has a couple of problems associated with it, you're going to get about what it's worth, maybe a little bit less. But, but what do we know about supply? Supply is not building right now. Okay, so Good supply that's priced right, that's put on the market in 2023 is getting taken off the market relatively quickly. The other thing we know about supply is that supply doesn't typically happen in waves. Meaning, even if unemployment went to 20% next week, most people wouldn't be running out trying to sell their house because of the length of the life cycle of selling a property, right? Again, everybody who's listening to this right now who owns a home, if you got laid off tomorrow, would you run out and put your property on the market? The most likely answer is no. So when the market went down in 08, 9, 10, 11, it, it took a long time. I mean, it's. It, I remember wanting it to go down because I wanted to buy stuff back then. And it took forever. It was like a slow motion, you know, collision. So what does that mean for supply in 2024? That means that with what's in the pipeline already, it is very unlikely that we're going to have a ton more supply in 2024. 
Will we have more or less, though? It is highly likely that although we won't have a lot of inventory in 2024, it is likely that we will have more inventory in 2024. Why? Well, a couple of reasons. First, there are a lot of people that have been waiting on the sidelines that want to sell, that have been saying, I'm going to do this when rates get back down to 3%, when rates get down back down to 4%. Some of those people are going to eventually fold. They're going to say, you know what? I can't wait any longer. I need to make this move. So there's going to be a little bit of pent-up pressure, a little bit of pent-up sellers that just bite the bullet. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to sell my property. I'm going to buy something else with a higher rate. As they say, you know, buy the house, date the rate, which, you know, I I used to hate that phrase, but I'm kind of coming around to it a little bit. You're going to have some people that are going to do that. And some people are already doing that, but I think you're going to have more people that are doing that especially as you see rates decrease. When people see rates go from 75 to 6%, 6.5%, the feeling, the emotional part of that feeling is going to be like, oh, rates are actually starting to go down. Maybe I will sell my house with my 3.5% mortgage and buy a house with a 6.5% mortgage because I feel like at some point in the near future, that rate might be 5%. And I can live with a 5%. Or I can live with a 6.5%, but I'll be happy with the 5 when it gets to the 5 The other reason why we're going to see, um, most likely, a little bit more supply on the market is just that rates will likely decrease a little bit, right? And we are likely, in my opinion, going to see a little bit of a break in the labor market, you know, a little bit. Um, so I think that we're going to have a little bit more inventory in 2024, but not a lot. Title of this is like, how does this impact prices? Well, not a lot, right? Because if 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 there's a lot of supply dumped on the market, which is almost an impossibility right now, where things are at, again, based on conditions, it is unlikely that there's going to be a ton more supply going on to the market. A little bit more supply, and a, think about this, right? A little bit more supply and a little bit lower mortgage rates, right? So you're going to have supply and demand balance, right? A little bit more houses, a little bit more affordable because of the rates, a little bit more buyer demand because of that. Well, those two forces are probably going to somewhat near come close to kind of evening themselves out. What does this all kind of mean, right? And there's a lot more variables to this. You know, like there are also things like, well, what about housing supply? Well, what if housing supply is added? Or you could say, what about what about demographic shifts, right? You could you could look at uh, what about uh, mortgage the mortgage standards? What if the mortgage standards change? So there's a lot of things other than what I just mentioned to consider, but the ones that I just talked about are I believe going to be the biggest drivers in 2024 employment, and I should add into that wages. Wages is another thing that's not exactly super easy to predict. But what we know, again, is we've really never had this tight of a labor market. The labor market's really tight. There's very low unemployment. What happens when more people are unemployed? If what I'm saying is true and the unemployment rate ticks up just a little bit, you're going to have a bigger supply of workers, which is going to push down the cost of labor a little bit. Now, again, All industries are different, 
There are going to be industries where this, you know, the, 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 there's never going to be enough supply. You know, like, you know, it feels like the medical fields where there's, you just can't, there's not going to be enough supply in those fields of workers. So my, my guess would be that wages are going to increase in 2024, probably not by a ton, not enough to make prices go up, but they're not going to fall enough to make prices go down. So with all of this being said, you know, I've said a lot and there's more I could say. But let me just kind of give you what I think is the most likely scenario for prices in 2024. By the way, if you're still listening and, you know, I know some of the stuff, you know, we're geeking out on this stuff a little bit. We're nerding out. We're probably, we could be talking about some stuff that, you know, maybe you didn't, you know, take economics 101 and maybe some of it you feel like could be, you know, over your head to some extent, or, or maybe you feel like it's exactly what you need to hear. But regardless, if you feel like you're getting good information from just listening to this right now, you've got to come and you've got to check out one of our events in person. I can't stress that enough because as I'm sitting here and you're sitting here listening to this, you can't even ask me a question, right? Imagine if you were in person, you could ask questions based on the topics that we're talking about, how much more impactful that would be. Imagine sitting in a seat with a bunch of other people you want to make sure that you're getting around other people that are doing what you're doing, which is why the events are so impactful. I know that at the end of the day, coming to an event is a bigger deal, right? It's a bigger deal than just walking around your house and listening to this podcast or clicking on a live video or whatever. And I have personally got more impact on the events that I've even traveled a far distance to. I'm going to say that again, like I've traveled, you know, to Omaha, which is a a two flight trip. I've flown to San Diego. I've flown to all of these different places, right? To go to great events and to be around other people who are doing what I want to do. So it's going to be my last little pitch to sign up for our event, www.agentinvestorevent.com. And guys, it's free. Like we're paying for all of it. All you have to do is take the time to show up. But going back to where do I think prices are going to go in 2024? With what I think is going to happen with a little bit of a weakening of the labor market, with mortgage rates dipping just a little bit, maybe 1%, maybe a little bit more supply being added, probably not a lot of change in, in building starts, not going to be a lot more supply added for a lot of different reasons. Demographic shifts will continue to happen but I don't think we'll play a major role like they played in COVID, the COVID era, where a lot of people were moving. I think the move to go virtual has mostly happened, right? We're probably not going to, that's probably not going to be a big driver. So what I believe is the most likely scenario is that prices are going to go up a little bit. And I know that that's not necessarily an exciting commentary, but It's not that much different of a market than we had last year. I think it will improve. I think there will be more sales for agents. I think there will be more deals for flippers. I think that prices will go a little bit higher, which is going to help flippers. It's going to help people who are doing burrs and refining and all that stuff. But I don't see many economic conditions that would make prices go up by more than say four to four and a half percent. They're they're not there. 
right? Buyer demand would have to change dramatically in order for that to happen. And the reason why that probably won't happen is we would need interest rates to go down drastically without any change in the labor market. And why that won't happen is because right now where the Federal Reserve is, is they don't want to reduce rates too quickly and ignite inflation again. If they do that, they're going to have to raise rates more probably than what they've already done. And that's kind of the last thing that they want. What they are likely to do is to take a measured approach in 2024. And if they reduce rates, it's going to be kind of slow and steady unless something breaks in the economy. So again, what that means and what I would expect is I don't think there's much of a probability that prices are going to decline more than one or 2%. So I'm going to take that like worst case scenario, probably like a negative 2% and probably best case scenario maybe like a 4% gain, kind of effectively a lot to, you know, whatever the saying is, a much ado about nothing. It's not going to be a big, big year for prices. And by the way, as I'm sitting here saying predictions and how, you know, they can't be fully accurate, some of the stuff is mainly baked in, right? So yes, there are always these black swan events. There are things that, you know, could happen. And I'm sure that if you want to go on Twitter, you want to go on, you know, all these different places, you will find a thousand different theories as to why the economy will absolutely go to zero tomorrow. You can also find something online that will show you how the stock market will double, real estate prices will double, etc. But the the reality is, is that the conditions that would be needed for those two crazy up or down scenarios are not, are really not here right now. This could change. So as I'm sitting here and it's December 19, 2023, I am talking about the conditions that exist as of December 19, 2023. And this is not a cop-out. This is just as the months go on. And I talked about like how you can read into this information. If in March of 2024, the inflation report comes out, the CPI print comes out, and instead of it being like 3%, it's 15%. Oh heck yeah. Things are all all everything's going to break loose. Right? Mortgage rates are going to spike up. But again, the conditions there are unlikely. With all that said, those are kind of my predictions for 2024, but the most important thing that you can do in 2024 isn't really to know where the market's going. Yeah, that matters. It does matter. Like if I, if we knew the prices were going to triple next year, we would take different actions. If we knew that prices were going to go in half, we would take different actions. But if we think that prices are going to be kind of steady and flat and boring and minus two to plus 4%, then really the most important thing in 2024 is to have a great plan, is to know exactly what you need to do each and every day. And when I jump on calls, I jump on calls with agents once a week. And sometimes I jump on you know additional calls with agents. I probably talk to 20 agents individually a week. And I always ask them this simple question. And I say, are you 100% confident that you know exactly what you need to, to do every single day to have the success that you want? And do you track it on a weekly basis and look at it on a weekly basis? Maybe one out of 100 people answer yes to that question. I'm going to repeat it 
because it's super boring and you might have already missed it, it's the only thing that matters. If you are listening to this and you are not 100% confident that what your efforts are every single day, your tasks that you're checking off every day, if you're not 100% confident that what you are doing is going to make you hit your goals and in addition to being 100% confident, you're tracking every week and you're looking at that scoreboard and measuring yourself, the odds that you're going to get where you want to go are very low. And that's what this next event is all about, right? The next event is about creating a business plan and setting the right goals. When I talk about setting the right goals, I'm not talking about like vague, you know, get a magazine, cut out a Ferrari, cut out a vacation home and make a nice little third grade poster like one of my kids would create and hanging it up on your wall. Like I'm not talking about a vision board. Like that's for uh, creating a vision board that is useless is is one of the, the worst tasks you can do. It's a complete waste of time. What you need to do is you need to be very specific about the life that you want. Fortune favors the specific ask over the general ask. Like I want to be successful. Okay, well, what does that mean? How many dollars do you need? When do you need them by? What type of assets do you need to own? How do you get them? And then how does that break down to, as I'm standing here, it's 11.21 a.m., December 19th, 2023. There is a reason why in my plan that I am doing this broadcast right now. Part of my plan. I'm confident that by doing this broadcast, it's going to help me achieve my goals moving forward. If you are unclear on that, on a day-to-day basis of exactly what you need to do, then you need to come to this event that you can register for at www.agentinvestorevent.com. I know that most people don't have a clear path because I didn't. I never set goals. All that I used to do going back, you know, my mantra when I, between the ages of like 20 to 30 was, well, you know, don't worry about whether you're doing the right things, just work a million hours and it'll kind of figure itself out. So unfortunately, in my life, in my business, I spent a lot of time not doing things that were a waste of time, but by doing things that weren't as effective as they could be. The goal isn't to work, right? I don't mind working. I like it. I like what I do. But the goal isn't to work. The goal is to do the actions that are needed to get the life that you want. In order to do that, you have to be very specific about what you want. And you have to have the right business plan. And when I put out this event, you know, the reality of it is, is that I know that less people are going to come to a business planning clinic than if I said, hey, you know, come to my event and you'll learn how to do deals with no money down. I know that. But I also know that what you guys need is the business plan. You need the the weekly scorecard. You need to know exactly what you need to do every single week. And we're going to get there by coming to this event. Register today at www.agentinvestorevent.com. Even if you've already been to our events in the past, every event that we do is going to be different. And if you've never been to one of our events, I promise you that you're going to get great information. You guys just listened to me you know, talk for 45 minutes about where I think the market's going to go in 2024. Well, every event is going to be This is a sample of information and stuff. And if you feel like I can help you in any way achieve your goals by the information that we provide, the guidance that we provide, 
and the mentorship that we provide, make sure that you attend our event, www.agentinvestorevent.com. And with 2024 right around the corner, make this be your year, right? I know many agents and many people talk about investing. You know, they, they know that they want to eventually invest. But a lot of times they don't take the action that's necessary. And the, the easiest action that you can take is to start to get educated and starting to be around other people who are investing. That is something that everybody can do. Somebody can tell me legitimately that they have no money. Somebody legitimately can tell me that they don't have the skills they need in order to invest. Somebody legitimately can tell me, hey, I'm too scared to invest right now. Somebody legitimately can tell me that, hey, I don't know if I have the hours necessary to invest. But you can't tell me that you can't come to a two or three hour event. You can't do it. You can't do it and have a great argument. You can't tell me that you can't start learning. Learning is typically the number one thing. It's a starter for doing all of this stuff. So again, www.agentinvestorevent.com. As I say, sales will make you a living. Investing will make you wealthy. Start towards the path of investing today. I hope to see a bunch of you at the upcoming event. Thank you for staying tuned in. And I hope that this was a valuable um, session for you guys. All right, I'll talk to you later. Thanks again for listening to the Agent Investor Podcast. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show and leave a review, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get free weekly education, strategies, and to connect with other agent investors across the country, join our free Facebook group at agentinvestor.com. Again, that's agentinvestor.com.